Revelation chapter 19. I want to talk to you about weddings. We figured out through the years I've, I've performed well over a hundred weddings and had some bizarre things happen. Uh, even I think Thad was involved in one where he, he left the ring down on the floor and disappeared or for somebody's wedding. Uh, when he was real little, wasn't he a ring bearer or did I have that wrong? That wasn't him. Uh, weddings. I thought it was him, but this little fella had the ring on the pillow. And in rehearsal Friday night, he did real well. He brought the ring up to the, up to me, and it was tied in. It was tied in a slip knot, and I pulled the knot. The ring came off into my finger, and we did the ring exchange. <coughs> well, come Saturday afternoon. I said, may I have the ring, please? And that was the sign that the little fellow, the ring bearer, was to come up on the stage. Well, he wasn't there anymore. And he had the real ring. And I happened to look down. I'm sorry, I thought it was Thad, but that's in my mind. And uh, the, the, the pillow was on the floor with the ring. And very quickly I said, I said, could I have the assistant ring bearer? bring the ring up please and the best man and all the the grooms the last groomsman picked it up brought it up okay I'm, I'm supposed to pull the string well this little fella had tied it in knots <laughs> now we've already had one hiccup with the ring now I've got a ring tied in multiple knots that what do I do? Well, I was standing back here and I'm thinking fast. I'm standing back here and uh, the altar was behind me and I said, let us pray. And I took the pillow with the ribbon and the rings. I spun around and burned the ribbon on the candle. <laughs> No one saw me. Of course, they, they were praying with me, and I kept right on going. Listen, we're talking tonight about the most fantastic wedding ever, ever, ever performed. We're talking tonight about the greatest wedding, the greatest reception in the history of the world. It will be the greatest, largest assemblage of people. Let's start in Revelation chapter 19. The first, the first uh, 10 verses or so are all about this wedding, this fantastic wedding. Jesus is the groom. He's the groom and in real and in in history, in a Hebrew wedding, 
the groomsmen with the groom come up the street with lighted torches and they come to the bride's house. And then they escort her to the temple or tabernacle, whatever they were doing. And those of you that are in the know, there's, there's lots of uh, stories about that. But uh, Jesus, just like he did, just like the groom did then, this is when Jesus comes back. Chapter 19. It will be the most glorious event in the history of the world, followed by the bloodiest event in the history of the world. So uh, we're chapter 19, verse 1, and after these things, the things with that, that were before were the Babylon false religion has just been wiped out. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto our Lord God. I could have made a sermon just about those things, but I am so excited to get into this. Just going back though very quickly, there is only one way to heaven. It's through the salvation of Jesus Christ. He saved. Everyone that will be at this wedding was saved by him. Old Testament, they were saved looking forward to him. New Testament times into now, age of grace, we are saved by his blood, paying our sin debt, and by us receiving him as Lord and Savior. The millions of people, and I want to say maybe billions, that will be at this wedding feast, this wedding reception. Uh, uh, they, they have all been born again. We're all here now. We're all like-minded. There's no rebels. There, there's no non-believers. Everyone that's there is saved. Truly, genuinely, for sure, saved. Everyone that's not there is going to be killed the next day. Everybody. Everybody will die that's not at that wedding feast. It takes place in heaven. Won't that be glorious? Salvation and glory and sometimes glory and honor, those are things that many people, even those who call themselves Christians, don't give glory and the right honor, the right honor to God. He is so far up higher than any, than any of us could ever imagine with the glory he receives and the honor. And power, all-powerful. For true and righteous are his judgments. For he hath judged the great whore. It's last week's message. The great whore was false religion, which did corrupt the earth with her fornication, and that was spiritual fornication, and hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. Times in history, and even now in some parts of the world, it is religion that persecutes true religion, 
persecutes that persecutes the true believers. This coming Sunday is a day of prayer dedicated to the persecuted saints around the world. Terrible times. Verse 3 again, For true and righteous are his judgments. He cannot make a mistake. For he has judged the great whore, the false religious religion, which did corrupt the earth, fornication, hath avenged the blood of his servants at her hand. And again they said, Alleluia. And her smoke rose up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and four beasts from chapter five, they fell down on their, they fell down on their, well, they fell before him and yelling, Alleluia. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God. Monday night. Somebody uh, for pastor's appreciation gave Pastor Rodney and I tickets to the Monday night Steelers game. We were so high up But it was beautiful. We were right on the end zone looking down at them. And they looked like tiny little people, but we could see everything. Plus that jumbotron. And then this big, it stunned me. This big, uh, the jumbotron came on and said, make noise. Oh my goodness, it was deafening. I, what we were trying to do was confuse Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick, the 15-year veteran quarterback with our noise. We never did. But we were screaming at the top of our lungs, and I have a good scream, I found out. The people in front, in front of me did one of those things, screaming. And I was going to give you a demonstration, but I thought I better not. Can you imagine millions of Christians yelling praise and honor and glory to God at the same time. Now, I don't know if there'll be a jumbotron, but can you imagine what that's going to sound like? Everyone screaming and yelling for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, which means praise. Praise Him. It will be Glorious, And as I sat up there in the top and looked down on the 60,000 people, I thought, oh, I wonder how many of these people are going to get to heaven. Because surely the ones sitting around us weren't. <laughs> I haven't heard that much foul mouth speaking since I was in the Navy. And I thought I was over it. Oh, my goodness. Please, please be ready. And in your being ready, it will be worth it all. Whatever you've had to put up with, whatever diseases, cancers, hearts, whatever losses you've had to put up with, it will be worth it all. Just to be standing up there. I, re I, remember, I remember I was visiting a family I don't want to call them out because they didn't come to our church. They were trying us out. 
and one of our teenage boys scared off the girl, so family left. But I went out, and it was Scotch Valley. And I went out Scotch Valley, and I'm standing in their living room, and there on the wall was a beautiful oil painting. Some of you have seen this painting, I'm sure. But it's just a beautiful picture of a row of tables and chairs and all the plates and and the golden cups and the candlesticks. And this row of tables just goes all the way past the horizon. It's, it's, it's this. It's the great, it's the great, great reception in heaven that we have for Jesus Christ. And I was just standing there. I was awed by it. Well, number one, I'm not sure to be like that. I, I mean, it seems like you would have huge tables everywhere. But this one just went on and on and on, all the way out of sight. And the lady of the house came in, and, she, and I said, oh, I just love that painting. And she said, well, I'm glad because that was given to us at our wedding, and we don't know what it stands for. Oh, and it's beautiful. That's what this event is right here. Verse 4, And the four and twenty elders and the four beasts, they were the ones from chapter 5. They fell down and worshiped God, saying and singing, Amen, Hallelujah. And a voice came out of the throne saying, Praise our God. All ye his servants, and ye that fear him, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia. Alleluia. That's the only time in the Bible that word is used. And it was saying for this moment. Hallelujah. For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Now, the angels are going to be there. All the born again believers since the beginning of time, all those before Christ who were looking forward to a Messiah coming, living for God, and all those after Christ who accepted him as their Lord will all be there, but so will the myriads of angels be there. Everybody, the reverberation is going to be phenomenal. It is going to just, I don't know, if we have hair on the back of our neck, it's just going to, it's just going to be so awesome to be there. Verse 7, let us be glad and rejoice and let us give honor to him for the marriage of the Lamb. The marriage supper is come, and his wife has made herself ready. How do we make ourselves ready? We're the wife. We're being married to in a in a, a celebration. He's the Lord, the Savior, and all the people of the world are going to be his bride. And he takes us into eternity with him. But don't forget. 
what's going on down below on earth. His wife making her ready, verse 8, and to her was granted that she should be dressed in fine linen, clean and white. For fine linen is the righteousness of the saints, the righteous deeds of the saints, the good things we do as opposed to the bad things we do. There'll be no sinners there. There'll be no... They'll, we're, we're out of time now where grace is gone. You're saved or you're not. You're saved or you're not. And if you're not, you're down there waiting for Armageddon. And you're all going to die in a day. Well, verse 8, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed or dressed in linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. Now, this saints is not St. Thomas and St. Christopher and St. We are called the saints. We, the born-again believers. And he said unto me, Right blessed, happiest, are they which are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Wow. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be fantastic. And these, this is the marriage supper. Back in, in Matthew 22, it talks about a marriage supper where Jesus invites, sends out his invitations, the king sends out his invitations and everybody's making excuses. So the end of that story is he says, go into the highways and the byways and the hedges and, and bring, compel, compel those to come in. And that's the story here. It's not going to be the richest and the most famous people that will be around. Yes, there'll be some rich. Yes, there'll be some famous. But it's going to be people like you and me everywhere. As far as the eye can see and beyond. Verse 9 again. He said unto me, Right, happiest, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are true sayings of God. Now, I know this applies to a few of you. I won't have to worry about, about diabetes, will I? Or, or well, I won't have to worry about diet, dietary problems. None of us will. We, I, I believe we have new bodies we can eat, neat, 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 neat. That will be fun. Say what? I guarantee you I'm going to be hungry. Why would they put the food out in front of us? Why would they do the plate? Oh, that's the painting. Never mind. Okay. What? What? 
I got some waiting on me at home. <laughs> Chocolate-covered peanuts. But I haven't touched them for about two months now. Well, verse 10. This is John, first person. I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, No, don't do that. I am thy fellow servant. And of the brethren, uh, thy brother, this could be a mortal like you and me. This may not be an angel. This could be someone just like you and me that has been given a special job. By the way, we'll all be given positions in heaven. And I guarantee you, even the street sweepers are better off than the, than the hardest, most fulfilling jobs on earth. All of us will be given positions. I don't know if it will be according to our, our, our gifts or abilities, but don't do it. Don't bow down to me. I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of of prophecy. Worship God. Testimony of Jesus. Now, everybody happy? Eating all the chicken, turkey, steak, roast beef, roast beef and noodles. <laughs> Pies on Sunday night, last Sunday night, somebody made an apple pie and somehow there was still a piece left when I got to it. I can't believe that. Rodney said when he was done taking his plate through in front of me, his plate only had like one or two things because the people in front of him were walking so slow that he got to eat everything on the way. <laughs> but the apple pie that was there was delicious and oh my goodness, I'm, I'm getting hungry here. <coughs> But we're all so happy. We're all being so fed. We're celebrating. We're, we're, uh, maybe we're clapping for Jesus when he comes, comes through the archway. Uh, it's just going to be glorious. And then verse 11 happens. Verse 11. And I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. This is Jesus sitting on a white horse. Now remember back in chapter 6, the Antichrist rode a white horse. Antichrist tried to mimic Jesus Christ. Faith, his name is Faithful and True. And in righteousness he does judge. And he's, and I, I'm adding these words, he's going to make war. Those people down there on earth, they have had all the opportunities they're ever going to have. It's over. It's over for them. His eyes were as a flame of fire. On his head were many crowns that he had a name written that no man knew but himself. And he was clothed with a vesture, a shirt, dipped in blood. And his name is called 
the word of God. Wow. And the armies, ta-da! We're the armies. We're already dressed for this. Except that we have to ride horses. Who said yippee? I don't have time to. My youth group girls told the leader of Galitzin Stables that I was a master horseman. <laughs> so she walked back in the barn and called, pulled out this big black horse, nickname of Killer. <coughs> and I got on that horse. This is your horse, Pastor Dave. And we ran across the pasture. She said, if you want to walk, walk. Some of you want to run your horse, run. I wanted to walk. But somebody said, giddy up next to me, and my horse was gone. <laughs> I'm holding on to the horn, and I'm watching the, 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 I'm watching the ground go by my head on this side. Then I pull up, and I go over to this side. And I went too far. And I pulled up and I was the first one into the pine trees. I jumped off. I was soaking wet with sweat. And I'm holding the bridle like this. And the 20-some-year-old daughter of the Gillitson stable owner comes up to me. And she said, wow, they said you were good. None of us can ride him. Listen, that's why I don't want any white horses named Killer. I don't want any horses named Killer. It's not that I'm afraid of horses. I'm afraid of horses called Killer. Here we go. This is us. Verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses. Clothed in fine linen, white and clean. We're already dressed. We're, the dre we're wearing the same clothes we were wearing at the feast. Now we're wearing the same clothes again. We're wearing the same clothes again. Sorry, Carl. We're, cl we're clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth, out of Jesus' mouth, goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite, kill the, the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth out the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty God. And he has on his vesture his thigh, King of kings, Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds, Come and gather yourselves and eat of the supper. Vultures. Middle East vultures used to produce one egg at a time, replacing their population. In just this recent generation, our generation, they've been reproducing three and four eggs. They're multiplying the vultures there. Seems like we are too. 
And he says, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of mighty, mighty men, horses, and then that sit on them, and flesh of all men, both free and bond. And I saw the beast, Antichrist, and the kings of the earth, and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, who worked miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast. Don't take that mark. There's one or two of you here that you just, you don't take that mark if you survive that long, please. Verse 20, and the beast was taken and with him the false prophet that worked miracles before him with which he deceived, which he deceived them that received the mark and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with the brimstone. So now we have had, we have had, I got to go faster here. We have had uh, Antichrist killed we have had false prophet killed they're dead they're in the lake of fire what they were the first ones in the lake of fire as a matter of fact that's an odd statement because everybody else has to go through uh, has to go through death and hell first you have to go to hell first we'll get to that probably next week then they go to the lake of fire. Well, these folk, folk, these folk were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant, everybody else were slain. Everybody else on the earth were slain with a sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword came out of his mouth. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. And chapter 20, Satan is still alive and well. I'm sure he's frustrated. Satan is going to be caught, wrapped up in a chain and dropped into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And that's next week's message. This is really going to happen. It's to wake us up. It's, it's to wake us up out of, our, out of our spiritual sleep so that we care about the souls of our friends and loved ones. It's an amazing thing. This is when Jesus is going to come and step down on the Mount of Olives and it's going to split. It's an amazing thing. So many miracles and so many prophecies are going to be fulfilled. Lord Jesus, go with us into our homes, into our lives. Keep us dry. But Lord, awaken our hearts and minds to the lost. Oh, and God, thank you, thank you, thank you for what lies ahead of us, the saved. In Jesus' name.